This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Thursday the 28th of April. In your Squiz today, the inflation rate soars. China is accused of meddling in the election. More prison time for Myanmar's Aung San Suu Kyi. And our Margot does Barbie. This is your Squiz today. We were standing by for those official inflation numbers and they've turned out to be even higher than expected. The inflation rate is now at 5.1%, making it the highest level in 22 years. The first three months of this year saw a 2.1% increase alone, something that many Australians have felt in their hip pocket. What these official figures do is give us a breakdown of where and how the costs of living are rising. Eliza, take us through it. So the biggest contributor is the soaring petrol prices, which have risen 11% in a year, and that's been fueled by the war in Ukraine. The other big factors, uni fees are up 6.3%, new homes up 5.7%, and groceries across the board 4% more expensive due to the high costs of transport, uh, the COVID supply chain issues that we've discussed, and all the wet weather and the floods that we've seen across the eastern seaboard. As we've seen if you've been shopping for groceries or filling up your car, you well know that things are more expensive. All eyes are now on the RBA and what they'll decide to do with interest rates. We've mentioned before that the RBA's inflation target is a rate of 2 to 3%. With inflation at 5.1%, it's thought that an interest rate hike could happen as early as May. That's right. And the RBA board meets next Tuesday. There had been an expectation that rates would be lifted around June, but yesterday's result firmly puts May on the radar as well. Uh, and that would land during week four of the election campaign, which is not what the government would want because you'd be adding higher mortgage repayments to that soaring cost of living. Uh, Larissa, the last time interest rates went up during a campaign was in 2007 uh, when the coalition was led by John Howard and, of course, he lost uh, that election. Yesterday, Labor's Treasury spokesman Jim Chalmers used the opportunity to have a bit of a kick at the government. He said that Morrison and Frydenberg are out of plans and out of time as he laid out Labor's economic management plans. Meanwhile, Frydenberg has called on voters to trust the coalition's economic management. He says this is not a time to put at risk the gains we have made. Definitely putting economics right in the middle of this election. And look, you don't have to zone out at terms like inflation and interest rates. We have, of course, done a shortcut on it. So we've got you covered with an explainer. I'll put the link to it in your episode notes. It's a good one to listen to, especially because we'll all be watching with such interest what happens at the next RBA meeting. While we're on topics that feature heavily this election, we're back on the China-Solomon Islands deal. Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews has essentially accused China of political interference with the timing of the announcement of the deal during an election. Yeah, that's right. At a media conference yesterday, Minister Andrews said that Beijing was clearly very aware that we're in the middle of a federal election campaign at the moment and that we should be taking notice of that timing. And she went on to say, quotes, I mean, we talk about political interference and that has many forms. Uh, Now, Labor scoffed at this suggestion. Shadow Defence spokesman Brendan O'Connor said she was embarking on flights of conspiratorial fantasy and he called on Andrews to provide 
about the proof. Uh, now, earlier in the day, top spy boss Andrew Shearer said that the Solomons deal wasn't a result of intelligence failure, as some had suggested, but something that had been unfolding for a while. He said that there had been signs of China's regional ambitions in the Pacific for well over a decade. He also said that China's motives behind the deal are not helpful for the region. Before we move on altogether from election talk, let's just quickly mention this week's shortcut, Eliza. Obviously, Emmanuel Macron won the presidential election in France this week. It was a historic win. And that's the jumping off point for a look at what's happening in France at the moment. Yeah, so he's only the second French president this century to get a second term, which I found fascinating. So it was a decisive win, but he does face a divided nation. So Claire and I take a look at the election results specifically, what's happening in France domestically and what it means for the world, including us here in Australia. I'll pop the links to that in your episode notes, but you know what to do. Just search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. Over to Myanmar now, civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi has been sentenced to another five years in jail for corruption. It brings her total prison sentence to 11 years with more trials and charges potentially to come. So since the military took power in that coup uh, against Suu Kyi's democratically elected government in February last year, she's been charged with a string of offences which she's slowly but surely been found guilty over. Uh, rights groups, though, say these trials, and adverted commas, are a sham. It's a close court uh, with often spurious claims being laid out that she can't easily deny. Uh, one of the big concerns is that we don't actually know where the 76-year-old is at the moment. She hasn't been seen in public since February last year and the fear is that she'll spend the rest of her life behind bars. There's also an Australian connection to what's happening in Myanmar. Suu Kyi's economic advisor is an Australian named Sean Turnell. He's also in detention. He's facing trial for allegedly breaching the Official Secrets Act. Up in the Northern Territory for this one, the population of saltwater crocodiles is exploding and it all could have to do with a new diet of feral pigs. Yeah, so scientists reckon that uh, their diet has shifted from marine-based animals, so fish and turtles and crabs, to land-based animals, particularly feral pigs, of which there's many in the NT. Uh, And scientists from Charles Darwin Uni have measured changes in carbon and nitrogen isotopes in the crocodile's bones, which appear to give evidence that their diet has changed, and that's fueling a big crocodile population surge. Professor Hamish Campbell says that the crocodile Crocodiles have gone from a population of a few thousand across the whole of Australia in the 1970s to over 100,000 adults in the NT alone. That is a staggering amount of crocodiles. They're yet to see whether it's having any impact on the population of feral pigs. Feral pigs are considered the most destructive feral animal right across Australia. Before we wrap up, a quick entertainment story. Aussie actress Margot Robbie is set to star as Barbie in a new movie. The first picks her out and she looks pretty bang on. Doesn't she? It's not just the hair and the Barbie outfit, though, because the picture shows her in a pink Barbie car in the Barbie home, which could be the Malibu dream house for any of us who had Barbies back in the day. (laughs) Uh, So Ryan Gosling is also in the movie. You'd have to think that he's Ken, um, but apparently Will Ferrell is also in it playing the chief executive of a toy company that may or may not be Mattel. Uh, So there's one plot line. I reckon it's going to be big when it comes out. 
It's also being directed by Greta Gerwig. So it's got some big Hollywood chops behind it. It'll be out in July next year if you're keen for that one. Squiz the day, Eliza. What are you keeping an eye on today? The Stellar Awards are going to be released today. That's six books from Australian female authors that have been shortlisted. So there's fiction books, non-fiction, history, and even a graphic novel in the mix. And the winner will be announced this morning. It's one of those prestigious literary awards of the year. Today is also Pay It Forward Day, so if you see an opportunity to spread a bit of kindness, maybe take this as your prompt. Stay listening for Squiz the Election. We've got another episode out today. Now, we've talked about some of the key seats in play this election that could swing one way or the other. We're going to be taking a closer look at some of them over the coming weeks, and we're starting with Bass and Braddon in Tassie. They're big swing seats, so you'll be up to date with the state of play there come election night. You'll have all your small talk covered. Stay listening for that. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.